Jackie. I'm 51 and I live in San Diego, California. I'm 5'2". I'm Kelsey. I'm 31 and I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm 6'4". Even though we have some gaps, we've been best friends through it all. Thanks for joining us on The Friend Gap. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. We are so excited to be here with you today. Hi, Kels. How are you? I'm so good. I'm just so happy to be yeah. here. <laughs> we, we do this every What's week. What's going on? This feels like it's been a while since we've been on not here together. This was a little bit of a longer week. I remember I said last week of how quick every how the week went. This week has kind of drug a little bit more. Yeah. I think it's my kids last week of school, and so I think I'm just like ready for it to be done. So it feels like it's dragging a little more than I want. But yeah. Um yeah, we've had it's been a good week. Mike's been on the road a little bit, but he's home now and um the kids have been in the pool every day and we're loving it. I have my first sunburn. I'm uh I'll show you. I'm ouch not great it happens every year no matter how on top of it I am uh my kids never have I don't think my kids have ever had a sunburn because I'm super on top of getting them sunscreened but I always forget about myself sure mom life right how's the bathroom remodel coming touchy subject touchy subject um (laughs) Mike threw his back out last weekend so we actually weren't able to tile super sad um but we like have it all laid out and I think we're going to tile it tonight so we'll get it laid down and then we'll grow out tomorrow and then I'm gonna go to San Diego and we'll see what Mike does while I'm gone I might come home to a finished bathroom (laughs) or I might just come home to children that are alive and fed and that'll be great too so you know that's a win yeah yeah exactly uh what's up with you um just kind of the same. We're just gearing up for the end of school. We have a little bit longer. Chase doesn't get out until the seventh, but you know, finals are starting and yeah, I know it's kind of one of those things, but all good things, all good things. And my kids made it to town. So the house is full of noise and laughter and I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, I just can't wait to get I know. I know. I get butterflies in my stomach when I think about like the weekend because there's just, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. Which this episode drops while we're together. Yeah. So that's going to be fun to be together (sighs) and and launch an episode. We've never done that before. So yeah. Which I have lots of pictures and yeah. Yeah. I really need to edit before I get on that plane because I think once I'm on the plane and once I'm there, I'm just gonna want to play and I'm not gonna want to edit it's gonna be hard so well, I gotta be got on top it. of that got it. maybe that's what I'll do on the plane <laughs> okay so what's our question of the day Kels so our question today is how do you avoid gossip or do you avoid gossip okay so It's a hard one. I don't, it is a hard one because I know that when I have been talking to other friends about another friend, it definitely can turn. It can turn to where it is like gossiping and you're judging or you're talking negatively and all of that. And I feel like that's where it turns into the not so good gossip, but to have loving concern and talking about 
good things and like, oh my gosh, did you hear so-and-so's family's coming to town or, you know, just kind of talking good talk. I don't think that that's bad, Mm -hmm. but is that gossiping because you're talking about somebody? So I think the gossiping is where it turns judging and talking Mm -hmm. negatively about a person. I agree. And I think, yeah, I think there's a difference between concern. I think it's also different for every friendship. Um, Mm -hmm. If your friend comes to you and tells you something and it, you know, you are in that inner circle and they can find something in you that they're struggling with, that, that can stay right there. That doesn't need to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think if a friend comes to you and says, you know, hey, I'm having a hard time, like, I just feel really overwhelmed, I don't really know what to do. And you go to another friend and say, hey, they're kind of struggling. Let's, like, take dinner over. Like, there's a difference. And you know what that difference is. And I think Mm -hmm. when in situations like that, like, you can always check in with that person and be like, hey, thank you for talking to me about what you're going through. Are you okay if I, you know, chat with Michelle about what's going on and, we like, bring you dinner? Like, ask the question. Yeah. That's never a bad thing. And I think, I also, I, it's hard too because gossip is so easy to fall into. Because mm-hmm. lives are interesting. They're interesting to talk about. Um, and mm-hmm. I think, I think it's really, it's just, it's a slippery slope. And so avoiding it is always going to be your best bet. So, if a friend comes to you and starts like talking about things, how do you shut it down? Um, I've pulled out like a positive thing to say and then try to change the subject. Or if we're like in a setting where I can find somebody else to bring into a conversation and deter away from that, mm-hmm. where I can see that gossip going, um, that's what I'll totally try to do is I try to avoid you know I don't want to I don't like confrontation so I try to get away from the situation and diffuse it yeah I like that and I think uh, like I I personally feel that like very rarely at least in the situations that I've been is gossip like really intended to hurt somebody just like mm-hmm. brought up in conversation and it's maybe something interesting maybe something a little dramatic everyone loves a little drama like I don't think that it's malicious and so calling someone out and making them feel like they're a crappy person for bringing something up like that's also not gonna be cool but right. if you can I love what you said about bringing something positive in or just like rerouting the conversation I love that mm-hmm. um I was I was in a, in a funny conversation the other day and I made me think about this. And so I love that this question got asked because it's hard to avoid sometimes, yeah. especially when you're with friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is hard to avoid. I do. I mean, I like what you said about, you know, just talking about your friends and having concern for them. I think that that's, okay if it stays on that healthy level Mm -hmm. of not being negative and hurtful yeah and I think that's where it turns and you know it you can feel it right I've been in situations where I feel like oh my gosh okay we should not be 
talking about this person this way. And that is, that's your red flag to be like, okay, now I'm officially gossiping. So just change the subject, try to get away from it. Yeah. And I think when you're like, when you truly love the friends that you have and the people that you're around, you're going to have that level of concern for them that your gut is going to tell you that. Yep. Good question. I love it. Okay. So let's get into today's topic. I'm super excited about it. It's summer. We're getting ready for some fun travel plans, hopefully. So we're going to talk about traveling with friends. Mm, which we, we both love so very much. I know. Yeah, we have. I know. <gasps> yeah, which it's, I mean, it's great. I leave in two days to come see you and we're going to kind of be traveling together. So I love this. Um, I think, yeah, I think we both have some good experiences and some pretty disastrous experiences. So we might get into some of those today and that'll be a blast. Um, so yeah. first things first, should all friends travel together? I vote no. <laughs> no. Yeah. I agree. Nope. <laughs> I think choosing nope. like your travel companions is definitely the, the first job and that's a tough one. Um, because sometimes you don't mm-hmm. realize that someone's a bad travel companion until you're traveling. And that's kind of, yeah, I just think that it's a tough one. I was, I had an experience when Mike was playing football. Um, we were headed to South Bend, Indiana to watch him play at Notre Dame. I, I mean, traveling's expensive and, and we'll talk about that. Um, but I ended up going with another player's wife. And we were, I mean, mm. we weren't super close. We weren't besties, but definitely one of those um, social group friends, kind of a, a situational thing. And we both needed to go and save some money. So uh, we went together. We flew and um, my sister picked us up and drove us the rest of the way to Indiana. And, and I, man, I learned a lot about this person. And I mean, we were both young and, um, and dumb and I, I'm, I hope that they're not still like this, but it taught me that you don't really know someone until you travel with them. Like their little mm-hmm. come out, their little opinions. And, um, I learned that she was not a very kind person when things didn't go the way that she thought and it was it was a sure I mean it was winter right we're in the middle of football season in at Notre Dame and it was cold and there's a storm coming and there's no airports so you have to drive to either I think it's Indianapolis or Chicago and we were flying out of Chicago and mm-hmm. a huge storm coming so instead of staying the night in South Bend after the game we had to drive to Chicago and graciously my father-in-law offered to like drive us he was going to be flying out of there too so he drove us to Chicago so we'd be closer to the airport and make sure we made our flight. And she was so just, she, just like zero thank you. Like he like bought her hotel room. Mm-hmm. Wow. Zero thank you. And both he and I walked away from that situation thinking, wow, like good luck. I'm, I'm glad you already found a spouse because 
it was just tough. And yeah, I think that's hard. That experience made me a little weary and just very aware of some of the tips that we're going to talk about today for how to ensure that you don't have that negative experience. I wish I would have known some of these things that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, that makes me think of some friends that I've had that I wouldn't have enjoyed traveling with, but I remember hearing when um, Dave and I were dating that if you really do want to get to know someone, take a road trip with them. (laughs) (laughs) And we did, we, we took a road trip to California and, um, and it's totally true. I learned a lot about him and I mean, we're married. So I mean, obviously it was a blast. We had so much fun, but um, it also, I think, brings you closer so it will either divide you guys and you'll be like yep nope I'm good I'm not in trouble with you or it will just it'll bring you together and I think that's it's key I mean if you're going to be traveling with somebody you kind of want to know some of the things that you can learn from a road trip oh yeah for sure so let's talk about some of the challenges of traveling with friends um I think there's this inherent desire to make everyone happy but also mm-hmm. on toes. What are your thoughts about that? Um, I think it can go two different ways. You can make sure that everyone else is doing what they want and you're just giving in to make the peace or just not care what any anybody wants and you're going to be the, you know, kind of the stinker of the group, yeah. right? Yeah, so, that's our episode about that's not hard. being a team player. Right, yeah. I think it's it's a balance, you know, should you give up everything that you want? I don't think so, you know, but I think that you just need to be mindful of that. And it's a give and take. You touched on both sides of it and it's, it's 50, 50, right? There's some people that are just so focused on making sure that everyone else has a good time, but then that can lead to so much like debilitating FOMO, but for other people, like it's, it's just hard because right. you're so concerned about making sure that everyone's having a good time. And, and are you even having a good time with that? Because you're so filled with so much anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. or yeah, or, or you're just the group, the group jerk being about about stuff. Um, not getting to do everything that you want to do on the trip because you have the opinions of other people. And you know, I think you look at like, you look at a town and my first thing is always going to be like famous restaurants and sites to see. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can get in your head like, oh, you know, I, I won't be seeing San Diego if I don't go see this. Well, right. That's not the opinion of everybody else. So sure. Traveling with friends versus traveling by yourself or just with your spouse, you might not get to do all the things yeah I think about um our cruise and when we were planning and we've talked about this before but when we were planning the excursions you know there was a couple of us that wanted to do certain things but you Mm -hmm. and Mike weren't able to so we could have like absolutely gone off and done those things and just said oh sorry Mike and Kels (laughs) we're gonna go and do this but we wanted our point was to be together and so we changed that and we're like nope we're not going to do that unless we can all be together and I think a lot of it had to do with our relationship Mm -hmm. you know and how our friendship is that we felt 
like comfortable enough to do that. You know, um, we've also been on other trips with another couple and been in a place that we've never been. And we've just kind of given them and they've been there several times. So we've kind of given it to them of being like, what's the great thing to do? And they kind of took us on this tour of the city. Yeah. And that was completely, I was so excited, but you know, being open and talking about certain things too. Like I knew where I was going and I had heard of certain places that I wanted to go. And I just like, we can go and do whatever, but this is the one thing that I want to do. And they were like, yeah, that's great. We totally know where that's at. And Hey, let's go. You know? So it just is that communication of no, you may not always get what you want, but why not speak up and say, no. Yeah. And I I think that's so great that you can see the benefit of letting someone else kind of take the reins. And I had an experience where I was in a city and I had looked up um, fun things to do and I kind of brought it up. It was, it was a work trip. So like we weren't just sightseeing. Um, but everyone told me like, actually that's like such a bust. It's, it's really not worth it. Which I still kind of wonder if that's just because they're local. And so they don't think it's cool. Sure. Um, and so that's mm-hmm. kind of something you have to be aware of and be willing to say like, I really want to do this or like, Hey, like I'm going to, I'm going to take off and go do this on my own or, or whatever. But yeah, that's kind of an inherent challenge is just, you're not the only decision maker when you're traveling to friends. Yeah. Um, okay. So another challenge is that with larger groups that inherently brings more structure, like you can't make a last minute reservation with a group of 10 so you're gonna have to plan ahead and it's gonna have to be more rigid and the some of the flexibility is is just altered a little bit where you can't just Mm -hmm. kind of like oh we're just gonna hang out and like when we get hungry we'll like head in because there's just three of us and it'll be easy to grab a table yeah yeah you know if if you miss a dinner reservation with 10 people you might be ordering pizza right yeah. And we haven't really traveled in a large group. I mean, I think our cruise with the Weirs was the biggest thing that we've done. Um, but, you know, I don't know, maybe it would be easier in a larger group that if there are differing opinions or different things that that would be breaking off into groups, you know, and go one thing. It's like mm-hmm. these people want to go to this restaurant. So great. You guys go there. We'll meet you up. Yeah, one thing that's been really, really good for us when we go to Boise with my family, um, because there's, what, 15 grandkids, um, like, seven original plus all of our spouses. It's big. It's a lot of people. And one of the best things that we've done, because even my parents' house is kind of too small for all of us sometimes. Like, it feels really crowded. Mm -hmm. Mike and I have stayed in a hotel a couple times just because we had little babies. We wanted them to be able to sleep a little bit better. and so that just worked for our family. Um, and hotel lobbies, they're like breakfast area. They're empty every other part of the day. So, so many times we've said, Hey, everybody just grab whatever food you want and come back to our hotel. So we're all eating together, but we all get to pick our own food. And so there'll be cousins in, in the car with other aunts and uncles. And so it's just, you take your car load and you go get whatever food your car wants and meet back at the park or Mm -hmm. or wherever and it 
it's just easy. Like dietary restrictions can be handled. So sometimes in a large group, it's just, Oh yeah. It's nice to just break off, but then come back to a, a central location and still be able to enjoy the games or the conversation or whatever you're doing. Right. But everyone got some, some choice in the matter. Well, I think even in doing different activities too, like you may have some that, you know, are museum goers or some mm. that, you know, don't like that. So it's like, great. Then a few of us are going to go and go to a museum while the others, you know, maybe see a different site that they would better enjoy. Yes. I have a friend, shout out to Courtney. She is pretty adamant that her vacations are not educational experiences. <laughs> like, I, don't want, I don't want to learn. I'm on a vacation. So yeah, she's, she's not interested in hitting up the museum. Yeah. That's okay. There it goes. It is okay. Yeah, it's totally okay. Um, okay, so let's talk about some of the benefits of traveling with friends. Um, one I can think of is reduced expense. Yeah. You know, I think you have to be careful. Anytime dealing with money, you have to be careful, like, because it can be touchy. So make it very clear in the beginning. I think that is, like, key. Um, that's going to help with not having hurt feelings or someone not spending more than they wanted. Right. Mm -hmm. So that open communication about what needs to be split beforehand will save a very awkward situation yeah. either on the vacation or after the vacation. I totally agree. And I think it's so good. Like I'm coming to San Diego. If I'd gotten a hotel room, how expensive would it be? But it ended up that there's two other women coming that, we can share a hotel room with. So now it makes it so much easier mm -hmm. and so much more affordable sharing Ubers and rental cars and all those things like traveling with friends can make your vacation way more affordable, but you do have to make yeah. sure that everyone is comfortable with what's being spent. Um, some people are going to mm -hmm. be super great staying at a hostel, bunk beds in a hostel. Others want the five-star resort and that's okay. It's okay to want different things. Um, but that just might not be someone that you can do that style of vacation with. And I think that's why right. a cruise is kind of a nice one because there's less like financial decisions being made because everything is mm -hmm. all inclusive. And so I, I really like that. If you are wanting to travel with friends and you haven't yet, a cruise is a really good option from a financial yeah it's a first it's a good first type of a vacation because mm -hmm. that's from the standpoint of getting to know how they are on vacation and you kind of get that feel and then you can branch out from there and yeah maybe try you know a different type of vacation yeah I think trying to do like a yeah it would feel overwhelming anyways um, one of the things that I love as a great benefit of traveling with friends is experiencing new things, different things. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that when we've traveled with friends, we've seen so many different places that I don't think that I would have normally or been as adventurous on something otherwise. Like if it was just Dave and I going, I don't think I would, you know, I mean, Friends kind of bring that out. You know, you're with a group of people. You just kind of want to just do things and just have fun. And I just think, as I think back to some of our travels, it just has been hilarious with just lots of fun, adventurous things. 
So my greatest example of this is Dave Lindsay. So, hey Dave, I know you're listening. What's up? Um, we were in Jamaica on the cruise, and we went and did our like little excursion. But we had plenty of time after, and Dave just wanted some real authentic jerk chicken. Like that was his his thing. He wanted it, and they're yeah. pretty clear on like certain islands that you go to. Like, hey, just like stay with the excursion, stay whatever. No, 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 no. That was that's not okay for Dave. So he goes off he and he's talking to the guy that drove us to the excursion. And I don't even think that this guy was allowed to do this, but of course, Dave Lindsay can convince anyone to do just about anything. And he talks to this guy and he's like, where's the best, where's the best place to get jerk chicken? And we go and he's like, we're totally off the beaten path. We're with the locals. Like we are six just very, very out of left field kids in Jamaica and it was awesome and I kid you not like if I would have looked at Mike or most other people that I know and been like hey I'm gonna go talk to this guy and see if he'll drive us into town in this random place and then he'll come back and pick us up and we'll make the boat for sure like I'm not worried about it I trust him what no but Dave could do that and I I'm so grateful that was such a good experience the yeah the whole drink story that happened there like there were so many great stories that happened because of that. And I think, gosh, yeah, that's what's so great about bringing other personalities and other people into things. It, you just get to experience so much more if you're willing to be flexible and, and just do it. So yeah, awesome. be adventurous. Because sometimes in normal life, you know, you're not as adventurous. But when you have somebody that has does not have the inhibition to talk to a total stranger into driving them into the mountains, you know, and trusting that he's going to come back and get you, right? Yes, right. Like, we would have missed the boat. We would have been screwed. <laughs> totally. But because of Dave's confidence, oh, like there was no part of me that was like, we're going to miss it out. We're going to miss it out. Like, no, Dave was confident. Right. And I was like, yeah, we're good. Like, he's got sure. covered. It's fine. And the whole time we're driving there, the guy's us. like, don't walk around. Don't, like, this is not a safe area. Just stay right here. Like, he was, it was not great, but it was awesome. There's <laughs> but also here we are in, a, in your car and you're taking us into the mountains, right? Right. It was great. <laughs> it was so fun. That was so much fun. Oh, goodness. And, We'll always have, that's what I love too, is that we can, in any conversation or any situation, we can always bring up these things. Like how many times have we talked about our Boise road trip? (laughs) Right? And those are bad. (laughs) That was the first time we traveled together. We went on a road trip. That's a great story. We went on, (laughs) so Mike played college football. That's when we all became friends. And he's playing up in Boise, Idaho, which is where I'm from. So I got a bunch of extra tickets and we drove up. Dave wasn't able to come. So who was it? It was me and you, Cammy and Jason and Jason. And Brooke. And Brooke, yeah. So Brooke, Brooke. She was just kind of there sitting all by herself. Yeah. Brooke's <laughs> husband was on the team with Mike. And it was it was just it was so fun. We had a blast. But it I was do fun. Think it we was like blast. we learned some things about each other. Mm-hmm. And then, yep, we learned that Jason Weir does not like country music. <laughs> sure doesn't. Um, it was, it was you, so Jason. fun. Yes, we do. It was, a, it was a blast. And, you know, you guys stayed at my parents' house and went to the game and kind of experienced Boise. That was so fun for me to get to, like, share a piece of my childhood with my friends. And 
it was it was mm-hmm. so fun jason and cammy are yeah. huge boe fans along with you guys and things like that like the road trip the the funny story about jason mixing my country music like that is so <laughs> i just have such a great memory that i mean how many years has it been like eight yeah nine years and we're still laughing about it now oh my gosh yeah. that was so long ago <laughs> that was a long time ago okay okay so what are some tips yeah so these are some some just great tips to kind of help you have a more pleasurable experience in traveling with friends and make sure that you're still friends at the end of the trip um have some alone time I think sometimes we think that we have to spend every second together and that's not the case um Mm -hmm. I mean whether it's alone time if you're traveling as couples like with your spouse or just by yourself I mean, what what was Mike's line every day at one thirty on the cruise? Oh yeah, it's nap time. Yeah, every day at one thirty, Mike would say, "Oh, yep, it's my nap time. I'm gonna go." And he would go and take a nap. Like that was something that he really wanted to do on this trip. And we would be mm-hmm. mid card game, and he's like, "All right, deal me out. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go take my nap." And that was like, great. That right, helped where are you him going? have nap time. Uh, nothing. That was seriously his favorite part of the. <laughs> the ship because it's dark like we had an inside room and he's like yeah the Mm -hmm. rocket on the boat like i'm gonna go take the greatest nap of my life um so yeah Yeah. be okay with having some alone time and if you're not someone that likes alone time oftentimes i don't like alone time be okay that other people need it Mm -hmm. yeah i think as i think about different vacations that we've taken dave and i will take some time alone and we'll either go and take a walk after dinner or we'll just have some time alone in the morning if we get up earlier before everybody else then we just have some time just to do stuff Mm -hmm. and even when we've been on vacation we've had another couple go and do something else and Dave and I didn't want to either spend the money to be able to do that or Mm -hmm. we just weren't interested and so we took the rental car and drove around and sightseed whatever we wanted to do while they were busy. And that was totally fine. They, everybody was happy with that because we were all just kind of doing what we wanted to do. So I think it is good to have some of that alone time. Yeah. I think on girls trips sometimes, like even if I just take 10 minutes and go talk to Mike, like that time to just kind of mm-hmm. connect with my family, step outside walk around, go get a drink, like that can even help you like recharge your own batteries a little bit, refocus, mm-hmm. you know, let off some steam if some steam has built up. Yeah. Um. So our next trip is to be present and flexible. Um, I think you're going to have a much better time if you are there present and putting the focus on the people that you're with. So many times we've seen people that are, and I understand, you know, getting connected with home and everything and needing to check in, but where it's excessive and it's just constant, I think that that's just, you're not being present. And so I, I don't know. And I think understanding that like, different people are at different stages like I know that was one thing on the cruise Mm -hmm. that like 
your kids were older. You're 20 years older right. than me. <laughs> I like this was my first time Mike and I leading our kids in in this kind of fashion, and it was a little nerve wracking for us. So we definitely needed to right. to stay connected. And I feel like there's a difference between like connecting with home and checking in, and like constantly scrolling Instagram. Like there's a difference, and you know right. you know what the difference. There's is. a huge difference. Yeah. And I don't think that, and I think that you guys did it very well as far as just like, whether you use that as your alone time or you took a break away and you went and you checked on your kids or, you know, we all were just kind of chilling out and not really doing anything. And I think that it can get where you're not present, where it's just, Mm -hmm. you're kind of, and you can feel that separation of just like, is the person having fun or they just don't want to be here? Well, and when um, you're sitting at a table and, talking or playing a game and they're pulling out their phone every four seconds, like, get off it, mm-hmm. dude. Like, we paid, paid all this money to go on this trip to be together, be with us. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And I know there's a lot of different things to do and different opinions. And I think that's where the flexible comes in is what we kind of talked about is sometimes you're not going to always be doing exactly what it is that you want to be doing. And that's where that flexibility needs to come in. So be open to trying something new and maybe something that you normally wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, our next tip is to communicate and speak up. Um, I think knowing what other people have as far as expectations go, what they mm-hmm. require is gonna really just help you out. If, if you know that someone has a dietary restriction, like that's, that's vital information for you to know. Um, and so, but you have to be someone that speaks up and and is willing to share that. Um, and I think, you know, I, I love that, like I said, that friend Courtney, that she's like, yeah, I I don't like educational things on my trip. Like, that's awesome. And right. You know, knowing that, that Mike wanted to be able to take a nap every day, like, great. That's so easily accommodated, but it's nice to just kind of know up front that, yeah, Mike's going to go take a nap, and that's totally cool. Um, and I think, yeah, so I think just being willing to to communicate, but also speak up ahead of time. Yeah, and I think, like, when we would have our talks, you know, like, before um, our cruise, we would be like, okay, well, what what do you guys feel like doing? What is it that you want to do on, you know, as we have have all these excursions in front of us, what sounds fun. And it's just that planning and that communication before actually being on the vacation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's such a good example because as we've talked about our next cruise, we've been talking about Alaska and everyone, I think everyone for the most part wants to go fishing, but Mm -hmm. I think we're pretty split on who wants to go salmon fishing and who wants to go halibut fishing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So those are those yeah. are fairly different. Like usually salmon's river and halibut's deep sea, right? Something like that. I think Let's, so. To be honest, I don't really know. <laughs> um, salmon go up the river, so yeah. Right. Sure. So yeah, that's that's awesome. Like we all want to go fishing, and at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter. So that's where like communicating what you want, but then also being willing to be flexible. Because at the end of the day, I'd much rather go just fishing with our friends 
than which fish I catch. Mm-hmm. But if you're terrified of boats, maybe that's the day that you go on a hike. Yeah. But you can't pass up fishing in Alaska. Like, that's okay that everyone else wants to do that. Absolutely. Um, and I think also um, just sharing that responsibility, the pre-planning. You know, we know that some are more assertive and more... Mm-hmm that's their special gift but if you want to be able to do something that you enjoy then you're going to need to jump in and have and share that responsibility to take care of some of that pre-planning you know researching knowing the area you know famous places to see or different food things if you're a foodie and love restaurants find out what's in that restaurant you know what's in that area and bring that to the group you know and yeah. you guys can decide together I, I'm totally the personality that can plan it all, but I'm also the personality that gets super stressed about other people being happy. So mm-hmm. that can be a debilitating thing because a lot of people are totally good if I plan something, but then I'm sitting here like, oh my gosh, what if they hate everything I plan? So I feel like if you're going to have one person plan, you've got to give them suggestions. You've got to give them ideas like, Hey, you know, I saw this and this and this, these look fun, like, but we're totally flexible. Like if you really are okay being the person that just like doesn't care, you still need Mm -hmm. to provide some kind of direction, some kind of, right. Just even, even if you truly, if you truly do not care where you go to dinner for an entire week, that's fine. But sometimes that can be really hard for the person that's planning it. So still providing some kind of like ideas or, you know, that can just help a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love the idea of sharing the responsibility and saying, Hey, like you take this day, just plan, plan what we do this day. And another person takes another day. I think it takes the stress off of one person. It allows you to do a lot of different things. And I, I really like that. Yeah. I need to be a lot more decisive. I kind of, as I think about our travels and the places that we want, I'm pretty much just okay with doing whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and I, I know that that can be because it's been flip side to where it's, you know, I've had it to where I'm always the one making the decisions. And I know that can get tiring. You know, you can get really be like, okay, give me some suggestions. Help me out here. Yeah. So, we're, I think that it's that equal and share that responsibility. Mm-hmm. We're working right now on, uh, we're planning a trip to go to New York for a friend. Um, I think it's supposed to be his surprise for his birthday, but I also don't think he listens to the podcast. So I may just ruin his <laughs> surprise, but whatever. So we're planning this trip to New York and like, it's for his birthday. So I'm like telling his wife, like you guys, whatever you want to do like you know and she she texted me and was like hey we're we're playing Hamilton ticket unless you guys are you know really want to see something else and truly like I'm just excited to see something on Broadway like I don't care I've never seen sure. Hamilton I'm not super yeah. into Hamilton like yeah there might be other things that I'm more interested in seeing but like that's awesome and mm-hmm. she's been totally good to just like plan stuff but I know once we get there there's going to be questions about you know hey where do you guys want to eat what do you want to do and yeah so yeah, I'm going to brush up on some, 
you know, famous New York places to eat and just kind of Mm -hmm. maybe have some things in my back pocket so that when the conversation's brought up, I'm not just like, I don't care. I don't know. Because that's hard. Yeah. Being there with someone that just shrugs shrugs their shoulders every time can be infuriating. Yeah. Or just sitting there and being like, well, I don't know. So everybody's on their phone researching and looking up and you're just wasting so much time. And that to me is frustrating. I like to just, okay, we know where we want to (laughs) go. You know, yeah, you look at reviews and everything, but you spend so much time just trying to make a decision. Yeah. So we actually changed our plans. We were going to get a hotel, but the hotel that they had booked was, was sold out. We couldn't stay at the same hotel. And I was like, that's fine. Like we can just meet up every day. And then we realized, no, we should just stay at an Airbnb and split the cost of an Airbnb. So then in the evening we can sit down and like chat and have fun, but also plan your oh, day yeah. for the next day. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, Hey, yeah. meet us on this corner at this time. Right. It's just like, we're getting up and we're going. And I mean, that brings a whole nother thing. Cause now it's four people in one bathroom and you know, there's pros and cons and you've got to look at the personalities that you have with you and what's going to be best. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. I love New York. It was one of my favorite trips. I've never been, at least never. <sighs> was, I think I went once as a kid, but I was too young to know. Sure. Well, and that kind of gives us our last um, tip is express appreciation, especially if somebody has um, like shown you their city or they've been there before. And so they're kind of like being the tour guide-ish type person and really put a lot of effort into making it fun. I know that we have um, another couple that we travel quite a bit with and they do put a lot of effort into the times that we've traveled with them. And, um, you know, I just always think about just showing them that appreciation for that effort. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, like, like that story I shared, I think remembering to just be grateful and understand the effort that someone else put in, even if it's something that maybe comes easily to you. Um, I did a girl's trip last year and someone else planned everything. And it was awesome. She did such a great job. She had it all laid out. And and I just remember thinking, and this is like the second girl's trip she'd ever gone on. If you remember from our girl's trip episode, I talked about her a little bit. She had never left her kids. She had a 15 year old and she Mm -hmm. never spent an evening away from our kids. And so we got her out and doing these girls trips. So on her second girls trip, she planned everything top to bottom, where we were eating, had all the restaurants and reservations picked out and she nailed it. And she did such a good job. And we were so grateful for someone taking the reins because none of us felt like we could at the time. Yeah. So it was awesome. Yeah. Traveling with friends can be so much fun. And I know that it can also be stressful and yeah disappointing (laughs) but I think if you just kind of look into it as you know and so many things that we've talked about we've talked about what's the most important thing the most important thing is that you're spending time with the Mm -hmm. people that you love so whether you sacrifice something you know eating at a particular restaurant or you know doing a 
a specific activity, at the end of the day, what's the most important thing? And it's probably the people that you're spending that time with. And I know that there's a lot of expense to traveling. And so you're invested, right? This is, you know, talking about putting forth money in doing something. And that's why I think also having that attitude of compromise and that give and take. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, an ounce of preparation, mm-hmm. gosh, it's going to help you so much. And and having that conversation, having the tough conversations about money and expectations and all of these things in advance, it's going to help you so much more knowing who you're going into this situation with and, and they're like little quirks. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. That's why Dave and I like cruises so much. <laughs> right. <laughs> because everything is, ta- yeah, everything's taken care of. Yes, shore excursions, but those, that, that to us just seems kind of simple. But I mean, all the entertainment, all the food. Yeah. You know, you go back to your cabin. I don't know. I just, cruises are awesome. We love going other places, but if you're thinking about a venturing out and doing a friend's trip, think about doing a cruise because they, they're fun. They're a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. I also think there's so much just beauty to like a cabin getaway with friends. How much fun yeah. have we had doing things like that? And it's, it doesn't yeah. have to be a big expense or a big thing or a, a faraway thing. If you can do mm-hmm. one or two nights in a cabin in the woods, playing games and just connecting and going on, you know, a hike and sharing food and laughter and all of those things. Like it doesn't have to be, Yeah. it doesn't have to be big. The whole point is that you are getting that concentrated time to just, have fun and disconnect and reconnect. Yep. So we want to hear about your guys' trips. Where are you headed this year? With family or with friends? Um, shoot us a message and, and tell us all about the good, bad, and ugly of your trip with friends, whether or not you're still friends. Yeah. <laughs> we hope you're still friends. <laughs> You also understand if you're not, okay. <laughs> it happens. It's okay. Sometimes you learn things about people. <laughs> um, okay. Visit us on our website, thefriendgap.com for merch and our anonymous submission. And follow us on Instagram at thefriendgap. I know we said it last week and we didn't do it. And I'm so sorry, but we will be having a merch giveaway. Um, this next week, Je- Jackie and I being together will be helpful in getting that underway. <laughs> hey, when you guys are listening to this right now, Jackie and I are going to be together. Yay! Yay! Thirty-four hundred miles. We're closing the gap. That's right. For just a few short days, that'll be awesome. You guys have a great week. We'll see you next time. Thank you all for being here. We love what we're doing and we'll see you next week on The Friend Gap.